Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here we are on the 10th of May, 2022. Starting exactly at 9 p.m. Perfect timing tonight. Nice work. Yeah. Nice work. I know you had a load of paperwork you were getting through and you were worried that you weren't going to be here on time. And then if we started late, I was going to have an issue because I was leaving town tomorrow. And lots Yeah, of where are you going? I am going to Arizona. Oh, go God, to- Why? Ah, I'm going to go to Sedona, going to go to the Grand Canyon. I got a helicopter ride. I got jet skis through Antelope Canyon. I got wine tasting. I got Jeep tours. I got all sorts of stuff planned. I didn't answer the question. Why? Because (laughs) (laughs) my son and I haven't, usually we we take a a guy's trip once a year. And the last two years or so we haven't. And I've been very upset about that. And we finally had the opportunity. He said, dad, what are we doing? I said, I don't know. So we can't go here. We can't go there. We usually like to go to some crazy places. And I said, let's just stay somewhere local, somewhere we haven't been. He says, I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I said, okay, let's go. So huh. it's going to be a nice trip. Nice, quick, quick in and out. Four days, three days, four days. So early flight tomorrow morning, like a seven o'clock flight. So getting away from some of the action. Boy, are we having a miserable time with this market? People are freaking out. I got a lot of People that are listeners, like, wondering what's going on. And uh, clients have been pretty calm. I guess we had them relatively uh, in good shape. So that's not an issue. But we are testing key psychological levels. The round numbers are always a big issue. You know, when you have, um, for example, 4,000 on the S&P 500 or 13,000 or 13,500, those round numbers are always something to look at, always something that's a concern. And uh, with, with that, we have been um, testing those, and, and people are starting to throw in the towel, it looks like. Well, that's probably a mistake. Probably is a mistake. Once that, that capitulation happens, in a way we'll know it. I thought yesterday, which was Monday, with that massive move to the downside, was capitulatory action, as a word for you. Capitulatory Action. And I think what's what's interesting is that uh, everything was sold so hard. It didn't matter if it was, you know, pick your poison. It doesn't matter if it's a quality stock or crap stock. I mean, but some stocks are just getting hit. We have some examples of some of those as well happening throughout the last week, as well as what even is going on after hours tonight. You miss earnings now on a company that has questionable earnings to begin with and power. Oh, bad. Get whacked. It's not funny. I mean, seriously, unity software, something I liked some time ago, got rid of it a while ago, had a little bit left just as a hope and prayer because I like what they do. Came out with earnings tonight down 30 something percent upstart. What, what, what Uni- stock was that? Unity software. They do a little bit of, I know it. Yep. And then there's another one um, upstart, which I shorted for the game a couple of weeks back. Thing is down like 40% in the last few weeks. 70% probably from its top. Cracked 52% today after its earnings. And wow. I was, I was, Sounds like a lot of good short opportunities if this is going to happen across the board. Yeah, what, what's interesting though is, is 
you would think, I said, John, the stock is down 60% and it has this prospect and this and that. I don't know about shorting it. You know, that's, that's the mindset, right? I'm, uh, and no, that's always the mind. <laughs> yes. Right. That is the mindset of a person who's not natural short. Right. Guy. So, so the other thing is you have a situation where the price of a stock is a hundred, it goes down to 50. You're like, oh, it's down 50%. How much more can it go down? It can go to zero. That's how much more. Yeah. That's how what it can do. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. These stocks are just taking a beating. It's an absolute beating. Coinbase down. Oh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, red is the new green. Egg on the face of all these bulls that said, don't worry about the fact that prices are going up. You know that the 30-year mortgage rate has moved from, I don't know, let's call it 3-ish percent to 6, 5.9. Huh. Do you realize the expense differential of a mortgage of $100,000, let's say, between 3% and 6%, 3% per, 3% difference, the 3%. Yeah. No, I understand it, but I also understand that those mortgages weren't available. I mean, I'm in that market. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm in that market and it's bull crap. What are you talking talk about? What are you talking about? I got 275. You can't get, you can't 275 get I got for my daughter. When? Two months ago. Well, it was three months ago. Three months ago, you got a 3% mortgage yeah. for your daughter? Where are we? So it was January. So what was that? Four months ago. All right. Four months ago, I'll say. Yep. That was the last of it. Kind of, that that was it. Then it started moving. Well, you caught the bottom then. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you. So we have some hair-raising charts to show you today. And maybe, maybe, maybe there was an announcement today. It's pretty exciting. Uh, Maybe the China tariffs are going to be removed partially or wholly. And that raises a whole bag of questions. Yeah, especially if it's all of a sudden the Chinese cut loose and say, hey, everybody's, there's no more COVID. Let's open it up. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Of course. But uh, when just to focus on the tariffs for a second, it's interesting. Let's say, for example, that John C. Dvorak Widgets, a company in the United States, makes widgets and you have those made in China brought back here and you're paying a 25% tariff on the importation of that good. Yes. So far so good, right? You got that? Okay. Now, all of a sudden, over the last however many months, you're like, oh, man. First, you're like, I'm not passing that on to my consumers. You know, my buyers and all my, I'm going to absorb it. Then you're like, the hell with this. Everybody else is passing it on. I'm going to pass it on. And then- I know where you're going with this, too. Yeah, and then you say, oh, you know what? Not only am I going to pass it on, they're okay with paying this cost. Huh. Yeah. Why should I lower it? Yeah. I, I, I'm getting a bit. Now I'm getting my old deal from China. Yes. More money for me. Correct. Now all of a sudden, they, right, cut the tariffs and you're like. They all do that. So now that's the big question, whether or not this is going to be a very smart thing to do or not. And if it, in fact, will reduce inflation or these ganas, because you never get price rollback or rarely. Immediately. I shouldn't say immediately. It may happen over time. I think your first assertion is correct. <laughs> you never. Yeah. Prices don't go down. I mean, you know, certain things, commodities and all that, they move around. All right, a market update. Uh, taking a beating, nowhere to hide. The bonds, the bitcoins, the... Actually, I don't even have this story, but, you know, one of the things that we've been looking at is when the, when the tide goes out, you see all that crap on the bottom. The used condoms, the broken glass, the lost coins, right? All in the You don't see that in the high tide. 
Now what's happening is there's starting to be problems beneath the surface, which is interesting because Janet Yellen was out today that says the financial markets are operating and functioning properly. Now, why is she saying that? He or she who protests too much. Right? Did you say he or she? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that South Park financial person. So here's the interesting thing. You know, there's something called U.S. Um, stablecoin. There's a variety of these. This is where you can give money to a Bitcoin operation slash crypto company. And they will pay you 7 6 8% interest on your money with quote-unquote no risk. Yeah. Quote-unquote no risk. And this has been going on for a while. I've looked at some of these, and I just cannot understand them. I just I can't figure out exactly what it is that they're doing and how... They're paying so much money. I, I understand they're paying money be, in, in, in a significant way because they're leveraging, they're, they're, they're loaning out for people that are shorting and other things. Well, one of them called uh, Terra, U.S. stablecoin Terra or U.S. dollar coins Terra, broke the dollar, the, broke the buck, which is not supposed to happen. Went down to 60 cents, I believe it was yesterday. Now, they have to buy Bitcoin. This is only based on Bitcoin. They have to buy Bitcoin. This algorithm does this, and it does that, and then it comes back, and it does blah, blah, blah. And they have to now prop it up $3.5 billion worth of Bitcoin they had to buy in the back end to prop this thing up, which isn't seemingly working. So Yeah, well, it's not working for the reasons you cite. Of course. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. This reminds me of... There was a deal that was brought to the table. This guy Bernie at, Madoff is what it reminds right, right. me of. There was another guy, though, just around that period of time. Oh, if I could only remember his name. He had a place in, was it Antigua? It's Antigua. Is that Stanford? St yeah, Alan Stanford. Yeah, yeah. He had a place. In, so I, I meet, I have a client. He says, hey, do me a favor. Come to the office. Oh, he told this story once yeah. on the show about five years yeah. ago. This is office. hilarious. <laughs> Come to the office and uh, meet the guys. They want to talk about this deal they have. I want to think about putting in, you know, a few million dollars into this deal. I'm like, all right. So I come as the personal financial advisor and I sit down, I listen to their pitch. They're, you know, the bank of Antigua and this and that. And <laughs> it's 8%. Red flag number right, one. Right. So I'm like, uh, let me ask a few questions here. How were you achieving this quote guaranteed 6% or whatever it was? Well, what we're doing is we're leveraging up all these bonds in this way that we know how to do it to do the bit of okay. And then what? Well, uh, then what we do is we pay it out and all that. We've had any problems. Isn't that okay? Well, let me ask you a few questions. What happens if the bond market changed dramatically? What are you going to do? You're all the way levered up on it. Well, you know, we have safety measures, this and that. I said, the second question is, what if my client wants to get his money? Well, of course. He just comes to the bank, calls the bank, and gets the money. I said, in Antigua. Uh-huh. And where is this bank? I saw this bank. It's on the side of a hill. There were, no lie, no lie, there was goats and chickens crossing the road as I passed it. And I said, what guarantees? Well, he is guaranteed the Bank of Antigua. I'm like, oh, the Bank of Antigua. So uh, long story short, I told him not to do it. Thank God. And then it collapsed. That was bad. That was just a Ponzi scheme. They just used this bond margin leverage nonsense just to make it look like something. But you that's know what should be noted. 
which should be noted about the Bernie Madoff thing is that when in their attempts to get back the money, the government, they went after people who did, you know, because you could take put money in and take money out during the scam era. Uh-huh. And they found people that took money out and they went after their money. Right. So even though it looks like, oh, I got in, I got out. It's like a pumping with the pumping dump. If you get in and you get out, no one's coming after your money because you just got you did. But not when is it like a complete scam. Pumping mm-hmm. dumps are different. They're scams, but they're not this kind of scam. And they went after the money that people got out. So I put like 10,000 in and I all of a sudden made a bunch of money. I took 10,000 out. They took it. Do you know that uh, I saw the Bernie Madoff statements that he sent out to clients because I had a client that had Madoff money. I said, hey, can I see that? Because I really never understood how it was that he was doing what he was doing. So he sent this to me. It looked like, I don't know, think of an old typewriter. It looked like an old typewriter created these statements, you know, with like a letter off, like the E E was slanted kind of thing. And, uh, I looked at this and I looked at this one client's account. There was a couple million dollars. And I said, you know, it's interesting because he has all these option plays. That's how he's making money for you on these, uh, on these stocks. And I said, I see what you have here and when it was bought. But when I look at the history of the option, I don't see the volume that had to be placed on that trade in order to make up for not only yours, but everybody else's that he was doing this for. How is that? Is it hidden? Where is the volume? I don't understand. Yeah. It just, and we know that. What did he say to you? My, well, he doesn't know. I don't know. He's just making me money. It makes me 15% per year. Bernie made up. Bernie made off. Uh, 15% a year. 15%. Then there was the other scam that happened in Florida. And there's one happening in California right now where an attorney would go out and say, you know, I'm a personal injury attorney slash whatever, and we sued this, and we got these great deals. All these plaintiffs have come to me because it takes a while, once the uh, award is settled, for the money to actually get into the hands of the plaintiff, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to sell the right to that money so the plaintiff can take a reduced amount now and not have to wait around. So there's a settlement for a million and, and a half. And you pick up the VIG in the middle. Right, and we're going to oh. sell it to you and what we have to do is um, you're going to give us the money and we're going to give you this crazy return over time, which is total crap, all this thing. This was uh, another, uh, this is the Rothstein deal that happened down here. Now, the same deal is happening in California right now. Guys being, uh, rev- um, is, I think he was uh, just closed down. People fall for this stuff. I mean, the funny thing about the thing that's happening in California is, this exact scam went on. It was well-known, well-telegraphed, well-newsworthy, <laughs> and people still fell for it again. Well, you know, out here in California, we don't keep track of what goes on in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Okay, what else do we have? Uh, earnings outlook. Oh, oh my God. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I talked about it. Coinbase, Roblox, Upstart. Uh, 50%, 50% in the last five days, these stocks. There's a chart on this episode, number 605 on dhunplugged.com. you got to look at this because you see the first chart, which says performance 2022 OMG. Yeah. So this, if you look and go across the IWB, the first one is the Russell 1000, a large cap. It's kind of uh, like the S&P 500, but all-encompassing. And 
what it is is a um, look at the differential between two sides. First of all, year to date down 17%. Yeah. And the growth component, technology, healthcare, down 24%. Whereas the value, which up until about last week was very close to the zero line, which is pretty cool, which is energy and banks and staples. We have our clients' portfolios in a global allocation slanted for the last year or a little bit more uh, towards value. About 70% value, 25%, 30% in growth. Now, the uh, Russell 2000 is down 21% for the year. The the growth is down 28% year to date. 28.9. 30%? That's not a crash? Hello? Small caps look interesting right now. Uh, PE about uh, 11 right now. Then here's another one. This is kind of interesting. If you look at this, it's a small chart, but the NASDAQ composite. Check this out, John. The NASDAQ composite uh, stocks versus the 52-week highs, 47% are down over 50%. Almost half of the NASDAQ composite is down 50% from their highs. Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's unbelievable. If I could read the bottom one, what is that? Healthcare. Yeah, 39% of them down 60%. Right? The whole thing is, yeah. And then there's your fa- fabulous 6% of all the NASDAQ stocks are down 90%. That's that's amazing, though. That's just remarkable. Yeah. Uh, 75% are down at least 20%. So that, that makes sense, obviously, because the whole NASDAQ's down. Then you have uh, the NASDAQ composite stocks in the uh, their sectors. The healthcare is down 45%. 45%. This is from their high. Just that one sector. I'm looking at a different number than you said. Bottom left. Let's say 40. What does it say? 65.1. What did I say? Oh, yeah, you're right. You said 45. Yeah, well, it's a little, the screen's a little far from me and small. small. Yep, you're right. 65%, which is even more astonishing. Yeah. Even more astonishing. Ah. And then uh, last one I want to look at, very small print here. I apologize for this. This is the S&P forward total returns following the CNBC calling a markets in turmoil. Yeah, I saw. I've been watching the markets in turmoil segment. (laughs) It's like a whole new show. They do this every time the markets get a little crazy. They do a markets in turmoil. And... uh, they do. Sometimes they uh, get rid of some, certain shows and they have them on longer and they do it's Sunday a editions. Of, of, it's a cute way of changing the schedule. Yeah. It's very creative. But look at this. It's like 100% accurate. Every time they start the market in turmoil, the uh, one-year forward returns have been positive since what year is that first one? Two, 2010? Which makes sense in a way because the market's been in an uptrend for, for a while. So... Uh, these kinds of things have never really lasted very long. Well, that's interesting. It's all green. Crazy. This is a crazy list you've got. This is very interesting. <laughs> Isn't that great? But that's yeah. they, they they have a knack for getting close to. They wait. They wait. They wait. They wait. They wait. Then they're like, oh my god, markets in markets in turmoil. So and they hit the bottom. Close to yeah, thereabouts. Yep. You know, this reminds me of the um, of the seventies. 
there was a guy named, I don't know, I think Ruff was his name, Ruff. And he used to do a thing called Rough Times. And he was a market guy. He's like one of the brand name market guys like that. We have two or three of them today. Mm-hmm. And Ruff uh, came out with, when the market, the, the economy is right at the very bottom of the bottom and was going to start to rebound that year, 1977. He produced a book. I have a copy where he predicted the, the most unbelievable gloom and doom for the rest of the decade, the eighties and nineties and on right at the very end of it. Oh, it's like a marker. It's like this book came out and the market skyrocketed when he was predicting just the opposite. It's like so the, I, there's yeah. a lot of these these counter indicators out there like, yeah, it's like this. The, the cover of Barron's uh, is always a bit another of a, good counter indicator. Right. There's all these yeah. kinds of things that are out there when when, uh, you know, when 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 put when when put option issuance becomes overwhelmingly hot, when the VIX, the fear index gets way up there. These are all signs. Now, one of the things that's happening right now is everybody and their brother is predicting or no, everybody and their brother is 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 providing the predictive components of a market bottom. Because if you just say there's a market bottom every day, we're about to, you know, eventually you'd be right. Like, I told you, I told you. (laughs) That's what's happening right now. Everybody, you know, we were there. Everybody was experts for a while on COVID, um, on, on antibodies, on uh, mRNA. Everybody, everybody became an expert in mRNA versus uh, traditional vaccines, right? Then they became experts in uh, SPACs and uh, economies. And now they are all technical analysts about stock uh, stock bottom uh, stock market bottoms. So there you are. Well, everybody's a genius. Social media makes everyone a genius. If I'm you're right, you just don't. Yeah, leave it up. If you're not, delete the post. Man who predicted the top. The man who predicted uh, the right. bottom. The man who this guy and that guy. He has a new. He has a new prediction. Click here. And then you get to listen to a long lecture about nothing. And he tells you to buy some, uh, you know, nanotechnology or something at the end. Do you know that, you know, Kathy Wood, who is the ARC fund, who came to fame in the 2020, where her fund was up dramatically and everybody poured water and uh, money in there like it was water. And do you know her fund, her flagship fund is down 70% from its top. <laughs> and she swear yeah. every day that a new thing comes out, like Coinbase was in her portfolio, it was down, you know, 21% after hours. Uh, Unity software down 25% after hours. Um, last few days, she got just ripped again. So her stock is down. Do you know, quick math quiz, if you have a stock that is down 50%, how much in percent do you need to make in order to get back to zero? 100. Correct. Most people think it's 50, but yes, you are correct. Now, I don't even know what the calculation is if you're down 70%, but let's just do a quick math, you and I, okay? Start out with $100. You lose 70%, you're down to 30. 33 and a third. Well, that, no, that would be down, yeah. 70% be down to 30. You're right. Sorry, okay. I'm thinking. 
I'm thinking of up to two thirds. You had, had me thinking there for a second. That what was I thinking? Thirty, but yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thirty, and then to get back up, you have to go up more than three hundred percent. It would be three hundred percent, right? Something it'd, plus. It would be almost a, yeah, three bagger plus. I mean, what? Who in their right mind thinks that there is going to be that? Now, could she go a hundred percent on the upside, possibly, easily? As a matter of fact, I'll even call. Could she go up a hundred percent easily from here? If things turn around, yes. I have no problem with that. But those poor people that stuck it out. I had a, I had a client that came in uh, with all these ARC funds. And he was buying, he was selling puts on the ARC funds. Which means that he was committed to selling, um, he sold the puts. So basically, if, as the stock went down, he would have to continue to pay up. He was selling puts. Sell, sold and selling. And I said, why are you doing that? Well, I'm willing to get put the price of the deal and I'll take it at the lower price. It's $10 lower. I said, please get out of that. He was long a series of these ARKK, or the ARK funds. There's the ARK innovation, the financial tech, there's all this stuff. I said, please do me a favor. You know what? I don't know what you're trying to do. This is not good. It There's doesn't nothing. sound right. We took him out of him. We took him out and he said, oh, I was hoping that that we can, you know, try to make some money back. Do you, know, do you realize he'd be down to the 60%? So, oh. very happy about that. Call me. Uh, Rivian Motors. Amazon and Ford took large positions in Rivian. They made that cool truck. They're making it. It was good for a while. Good for... I saw one on the road. Nice looking? Yeah. Surprisingly nice looking. Right. So... Big, huge. Yeah, huge. It's like an F450. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. High of the high the high of the stock was 160. One of the things they did was when you bought that, you had the right to buy, I think, ten thousand dollars worth of shares. So everybody that bought this company was like, oh, it's the next Tesla. You know how that goes. So they bought all these shares. The uh Amazon Ford also selling their shares now, taking a big loss. It's one of the things that's going on with those companies. The high was 160. Currently less than 25. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, some of these things are really, truly staggering. Like, I've been doing this a long time, John, and this is clearly the equivalent of the dot-com crash. Really? Yeah. This is bad stuff. Bad. Huh. Good RX misses. Their stock was down 39% in the after hours tonight. Upstart guided down, stock down 42% in the after hours. It was all time high at 395. It's now, let's see where Upstart is. UPST, it went even lower. Uh, UPST, $33. It was down 56% today. It was as high, let me find it here. What I say? Where was that? Uh, 395. It's down 90%. Now, all I can say this is, is which uh, one? This is upstart. upstart. That's what I, I I shorted a couple of weeks ago. I said uh, yields are coming. All up. right. Now what what does upstart do again? So they're a um, they they do some technology AI AI. You know the oh, promise AI. the Ugh. promise of AI in the loan area that they're going to oh brother help banks uh, and financial institutions in the lending game. Ugh. Speed up the lending process, et cetera, et cetera. Speed up the lending process. That'll be the day. So without 
well, one thing is that loan and mortgage refinancing slowed down. Okay, I'll give you that. But all these companies were using them. We're talking about 395 on the promise of AI. The idea, I'm going to rant just for a second here. This whole game that the youngsters, I'm going to say the youngsters, tried to do of changing every industry from technology, utilizing AI and other mumbo-jumbo algorithms, has absolutely falling flat in a lot of industries and companies and caused incredible pain because they think they outsmarted the system, didn't they? Yeah, the the uh, foibles of youth. Yep. So they are not getting a participation trophy and they're losing their shirts. <laughs> well, they should at least get a certificate. Coinbase Global lost $1.96. Expectations was to make $0.86. Cents. Estimated revenues, $1.17 billion, uh, or actual actual versus $1.48 billion that they were going to make. Coinbase, let's look at this. Let's look at uh, C-O-I-N. I got to type right. Coinbase. Now, let me, let's, let's talk about Coinbase for a second. Coinbase, Coinbase has the corner on U.S. crypto. Would you agree with that? I would say, I, w I wouldn't argue with it. Yep. They have 3,700 employees founded in uh, June of 2012, revenue of $7.8 last year. The company is now priced at 72. Year to date, the stock is down not 50%, no, not 60%, 70.1%, and after hours are down another 16%. Now you make me want to go look at the chart. It's it's nothing to look. It's obnoxious. And most of that pain. That's what I want to see. Most of that pain came uh, when it was, let's see, where's it trading now? It's trading at uh, 72. On, check this. <laughs> Listen to this. On May 4th, it was 130. May 4th. Wow, what a great short. We've had these shorts on and off, by the way. It was as high as the high, high, high was 342. It's down to 61 in the after hours. Yep. It is uh, all time down about Dropping 85%. Like a rock. Yep. And these guys are unchecked, charging credible commissions. Yep. There you go. Huh. It's, it's unbelievable, some of this stuff. I mean, it's it just, it's crazy. Earnings outlook, let's talk about that now since we just covered some of the real pain out there. Let me, let me before we do that, let me just state something I think it's really important to, to mention here. This is the outliers that we're talking about, but yet a incredible lesson. The SPAC deals, you look at um, a company called, uh, I can't remember, D, uh, uh, mm, Desktop Metal, symbol DM. Look at DM. Look at that stock. DM stock. There, this is a SPAC that came out as a 3D printing Desktop company. Metal, yeah, it's a buck thirty yep. and down. Yeah, well, it's actually up in after hours, up to buck. It had earnings that came out, but it was down uh, throughout the day. One day was down. Uh, well, because it was down sixty one percent today. Yeah, sixty one percent. But the the range is the fifty two week range is a buck twenty six to fifteen dollars and forty eight cents. It's a dollar thirty three now. Yeah, buck. <laughs> Where it belongs. But, but a lot of these are 50 cent stocks. I've always said that. Unbelievable. It's uh, again 3D. 
It raised $438 million in venture funding. Uh-oh. What's its market cap? Let's see, $112 million. So it, it raised $400 million. It has 1,300 employees, $112 million in, in, in raise that it did. Um, and uh, market cap, $416 million. They raised 438, it's worth 416, and probably who knows what else. There goes the stock options. <laughs> I mean, just horrific numbers. All right, so now let's talk about that's 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 a yeah. That's no, a this spec. is a company that made three is a 3D printer operation, right? Yeah. That uses that that uses I, I know what the technology is. It's not a bad idea if it works. Well, something's wrong. If something's wrong, it's like what's wrong with what you know, what's wrong with Peloton? Look at that stock. You want to take a look at another thing? We, we, I just want to mention something. Before we leave the, the, the metal thing, I'm looking at a, a Yahoo stock stuff, which has a lot of kind of breakdowns. Mm -hmm. And they have it. They they don't have a fair value. They don't have a target price, but they have it as at a buck 33 in the red as overvalued. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Buck thirty three. You're paying too much. Too much. You're paying a buck thirty three. Too Turkish much. rug. Company. Yeah. What's the other one? Peloton. Peloton. Pton. Pton was down uh, eight point seven percent today. It was down a little bit more in the after hours, but uh, year to date down sixty three percent. Sixty three percent year to date. If you well, look here's at the, the fifty two week range, eleven twenty five, which is just above at twelve ninety, to one twenty five. Yeah. Seventy. Amazing. As a 10-bagger. So Peloton now is also complaining that they have bigger problems and they have supply chain issues. They may have uh, thin liquidity. They didn't. They shouldn't have say, said that. Thin liquidity is a – certain things don't need to be said. If you have thin liquidity and you say that, nobody's going to come in with liquidity. Yeah, that was dumb. Now let me ask you this. You think we're going to see some layoffs on a few of these companies? You think? Uh-huh. Well, most of these companies are filled with dead wood anyway, I hate to tell you. And I sent you that whole thing about the layoffs. All the startups doing the layoffs or have been doing the layoffs? Yeah, yeah, 2, I saw that. 5,000 there. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Okay, um, but now, so let's talk about earnings for a second here. The big issue right now is, okay, well, where are we going? Right now, um, I've been looking at some PE ratios and some outlooks and some earnings estimates. And uh, what's interesting is that the full year forecast is held at about 8.6% of growth of S&P earnings. Analysts lowered their overall forecast for the second quarter down to about 5.6% from 6.8% recently. And um, what's really fascinating is, this is the really interesting point here. You really got to listen to the detail on this one. The 2022 growth estimate for the S&P 500 drops to about 5% from 88 Without the energy sector's growth, you say, okay, well, well, there's a bit, which is a huge mm. impact. But, but the energy sector only accounts for 4% of the market's capitalization of the SP 500. Huh. So, a, quite a, a remarkable situation. And, and right now, we're looking at somewhere about $200, give or take, depending on what analyst that you talk to. Um, so fair value at a 20 times multiple is 4,000 and 18 times multiple, which is still, you could, you could make an argument that that is not 
recession multiples. Recession multiples like 15, 14, 15, let's say 15. If we have a recession multiple of 15, $200 of the earnings, that's 3,000 mark on the S&P 500, which is another 1,000 points down at 25%. Yeah. That would be terrible. And one of the things, that's, think. one of the things that's happening right now is that uh, th there, there is very little way to get away from this. Bonds are being sold off as well. Hey, did I send you the piece on the, the I bonds that are yielding 9.62%? No. Well, I don't remember that. So if you want to get 9.62%, which is the I bond, the inflation bond issued directly from the Treasury. First of all, you'll listen to the last episode of the Discipline Investor Podcast. I went over all of this. Okay. But $10,000 max per person per year. Uh, the 9.62 is guaranteed because it's the inflation rate through October. So technically, if you buy it now, you'll get half of that, right? So every six months, they change. So you get 9.62 for the six months, but it's half of that you'll get. Annualized at 9.62, but you're going to get 4.8% on your money from now to then. There are Not some bad. other things that you need to do. For example, you got to hold it for a certain period of time or else you forfeit some. It's, uh, oh, I think it's a... I think it's a five-year, mm, there's a one and a five-year in there. I think it's five years, and if you get out of it before five years, you, you, you have to give back three months' worth of interest. Mm. And then um, they reset it. But it's pretty, you just go to Treasury Direct, look for I-bonds, and it tells you everything about it. But 9.62%, very attractive. Uh, now we're talking about nuclear war again. The Aleutian 280, dubbed the Doomsday Plane, a Russian-built aircraft with emerging strategic equipment, built which is designed to protect Putin from a nuclear attack. The aircraft has a highly distinctive features, including a windowless fuselage and an exaggerated radar detection dome at the roof of the cockpit. This will be performed mm -hmm. to prevent exposure to electronic ma uh, pulse electromagnetic pulses, EMPs. They're showcasing it in the military parade in Red Square. They just can't stop themselves with this whole nuclear shenanigans. It's huh? a goofball looking thing. Well, they, yeah. I've flown in an Ilyushin. You have? Yeah, not that one, obviously, but I've thrown in one. It's got funny looking thing. I, can, I think it's the, the 62, I think was the model. And yeah, I took it from London to Moscow and it was a cry. It was hilarious. It has like a, the radio in it is tubes. Uh, the seats got, everything's big. Was it a prop? No, no, it was a four inch, four engines at, on on the tail. Really? Yeah. Huh. Four engines at the very back on the tail. Hmm. Two two on each side, like they sticking straight out sideways. Wow. Um. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good ride. Hmm. Uh, a couple other things. Surprise, surprise. European Russian oil ban not going to happen. They reported <laughs> that um, they're banned. <laughs> Right, I mean, they told Because they're not idiots. Right. No, not going to happen. Japan's going to ban Russian crude oil imports in principle. Yeah, that means they're going to... Uh, not. Cuss, it, cuss at it as it comes in. Right. Damn you, oil. Damn you. Let's get sushi. Uh, China lockdowns, we know about that. Uh, the Fed. Okay, well, you know, so last week what happened? We had a great day. 
one of the great days in the markets, right? The market's coming in, the Fed's talking, they raise interest rates a half percent. Oh my God, the market's all over the all over the place, all over the he starts talking. He says, you know what? I don't know. I don't think I don't think we're gonna 75 base points is really not in the discussion right now. Market said, hmm, hmm. And went straight up, 600 points on the Dow, two and a half percent on the other, three percent on the Nasdaq. It's wonderful. The next day they're like, you know. Eh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. NASDAQ's down 5%, which is like a year's worth of return. Uh, Dow is down 1,000 or 1,100 points. Their um, the Fed Fund futures priced reached 1.75% to 2% in July, currently from 075 okay? U.S. dollar 20-year high. Crypto crashes. So much for the hedge. Thank you so much, fellas, for that shitty advice can i ask you a question about crypto as a hedge yeah i i understand gold as a hedge yeah you've got a piece of gold so you have and the idea is this idea is silly but people you know are freaky and does, they believe that the whole world's going to come to an end any minute and so the world comes to an end and the, you can't get power you can't get water you're living in a cave mm-hmm but you got your pieces of gold that you can use to trade for somebody else's pieces of corn. Right. Mm -hmm. And you get, I got my little piece of gold. Here's your guy. You take some gold and give me a couple of corn cobs. How do you get your crypto to work in this manner? There's no power. There's no computers that we're at the end of days. I mean, I think there's different kinds of hedges. I agree with you in that scenario, which is a doomsday scenario. Yeah, that's, that's the bunker. What that, wasn't there somewhat part of the system, but part of the reason crypto was so good? It was, you know, when the monetary system collapses. I guess you got to use some kind of a crypto transfer device that is charged through electricity through a crank. <laughs> You know, like you have those radios and those flashlights in the doomsday oh, yeah, yeah, the crank, you're cranking away like a maniac. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I, I don't really understand that either as a hedge. And I think that the lack of backing is a little bit nuts. Um, some of these people who, I mean, I own some crypto, but it's 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 not a lot. It's enough to be interesting. Uh, client accounts directly don't own crypto. There may be some ancillary crypto and some of the alternative funds, but that's about it. Um, and, and we really never, I mean, a couple of times I've thought about, okay, well, what if we want to add some things to client accounts? What do they want that? But never really pursued it. it it's too difficult. If, if someone was to pin me against a wall and say, all right, listen, you bought the crypto, explain why. I could go through a whole discussion, but in the back of my mind, the whole time would be bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You know, these people that are, I had lunch with somebody, a major crypto guy last week, and we were talking about the Bitcoin is the only true currency that has ever been un incorruptible and unbreakable. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, okay, wait till they ban it. Then it's uh, all bets off. So I'm not really thrilled about it. I, I, when, I, when I bought it personally, I said under no circumstance I can sell it. If it goes to zero, it goes to zero. Terrible yeah, investment. Yeah, that's the way to go. Terrible investment idea, a thesis, but that's what it is. So, uh, double news alert. Let's see. Uh, oh, I told you, Biden weighing uh, China tariffs. Okay, Goldman Sachs decided they're going to stop working with most SPACs. 
that they took public. <laughs> Top 10 wow. places to move. Let's see about here. Top 10 places to move. Number one, Houston and Las Vegas, Phoenix, Charlotte. Okay, that's it. Oh, they have these. There's two or three of these operations that put these lists together. That guy hooked. It's, it's, it's paid for somehow. They're bogus as, as can be. Chamber of Commerce pays. Right? And if you actually look at these places, you go, well, who the hell wants to live there? I in, in Orlando, Dallas, Chicago. Who wants to move? Who's moving to Chicago? Who's moving to Chicago? Seriously. Nobody in their right mind. Nobody's moving to Chicago. There's a new uh there's a new uh there's a new fang stock. Fang, you know, the, you know, Fang, which was Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google. Yes, the the, the acronym for you can't go wrong. Yeah. So so now, you know, because it's it, you come up with a good shtick, you get on TV, right? You call the bottom. You do, hey, you know, we're going to lose another thirty percent. You get on TV. Hey, we're going to go forty percent from here. You get on TV. Yeah. Uh, you come up with an acronym. You go on TV. The new one, still Fang, still Fang. The new area of growth, here we go, fuels, aerospace, and defense, agriculture. Shouldn't that be fad right there, fada, fada nang? I think you got to get rid of the defense, so let's just do aerospace. Yeah. Agricultural, nuclear, and gold. Well, it says nu- nuclear and renewables. Yeah, get rid of the renewables. This is not fang. This is terrible. Okay, well, they're trying, but it didn't work. So This is, you got on TV. On TV. Twitter, the saga continues. Larry Ellison is in for a bunch of bucks. They're basically these investors, all these investors have been convinced to roll their publicly traded stock into the deal so that Elon can fund it. One of the other players that's in it now, also in a big way, is Saudi Arabian Prince Aliwad bin Talal, who was initially opposed to the buyout, but agreed to his $1.89 billion stake to put into the deal rather than cashing out. Now there's big questions about issues of, all of a sudden, Saudi Arabia owning a U.S. media company. Didn't they? Didn't he have shares in it already? He, uh, I have, yes. Doesn't, uh, doesn't a bunch of foreigners run own the New York Times? I'm not disagreeing. But now all of a sudden they're going to try to stop it because of that. Isn't this the same guy that ordered the hit on that dude? No, no, different guy. But okay, but they're not really our friends, are they? It's Bin Salman that oh, ordered the hit. Yeah, yeah. Bill Salman. They think. Yeah. More on Twitter. Elon says that permanent bans should be extremely rare and limited to bots and scam accounts. Bots and scam accounts. Says it was foolish to ban former President Trump. And he would reverse it if the deal closes. I think right now the uh, odds on the deal closing by the pricing, I think it's at $47, which is about $7 below the uh, the, the, the buyout price, is something below 50% probability. You think so? That is the implied probability based on where the price is today. Hmm. He says, foolish. Well, he's sure getting a lot of public relations for oh something that may not happen. Right. 
He says that uh, the ban on President Trump was uh, wrong and he would reverse it if a deal closes. Say users will get a timeout if they post something illegal and the tweet tweet should be made invisible. I don't know why I deleted yeah, it. Whatever. So you could get punished. You should punish him. Terrible. Uh, we have a failed policy alert. Turkey. This is why we everybody should stop monkeying around with rates and monetary policy and just knock it the hell off already. You know, we've had now booms to bust, which is the economic cycle that's not ever going to go into recession again where we're going to say long-term growth rate, right? This whole idea that they had. We've had mm -hmm. three major booms to bust in a 20-year period. Do you realize that? No, I didn't, but it doesn't surprise this, me. No, this will be the fourth. It's the reason we do this show. One, two, three. One, two, three. This will be the fourth. 2000, 2008, yeah. Yeah. 2020, 2022. 2019, 2022. Yeah, this would be the fourth. 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 And they think they got this thing, they figured it out. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's insane. They're exacerbating the problem rather than taming. I think they screwed up the cycle. I agree with you. You've oh. been saying this since the beginning. Oh, it's just, it's just since awful. quantitative easing, your theory is that the markets are they've been ruined. They've ruined them. Price discovery has been all but just dead. You know, are stocks worth this or that? Are they at the price that they are now? Because that makes sense. Well, price is price, so whatever it is is right. I'm not complaining about that. But come on. You know, the, the amount of drop that we're seeing now is only due to the fact of how high they were to begin with and how much money has been just evaporated. And yes, for those of you wondering, what happens to the money when stocks go down? Does somebody make all that profit on the other side so it's just a asset transfer, a wealth transfer? No, it evaporates. Truly evaporates. Some of it could be made on a short, but generally speaking, evaporates. A few people that know how to short may make some money. Very difficult. Um, so in, in Turkey, Erdogan believes that dropping rates will actually drive down inflation. Lower rates. <laughs> I know he's got his own theories. <laughs> I don't even, I can't even go there. I don't even understand what it means. <laughs> I love it. But now he's been dropping it. He's been firing his Fed people or his central bank heads. And now the result is a two-decade, decade. This is only, imagine this is only a two-decade high. Two-decade high of inflation, 69% in April, year over year. 69%. That's, that's not, nothing to sneeze at. It, it's, it's just unbelievable. I'm waiting for the trillion-dollar bill. Yeah. Uh, unions all the way, Starbucks, Amazon, and now Apple work. This is pretty fascinating. Workers who hope to organize a union at Apple's Grand Central Terminal store want workers to be paid a minimum of $30 per hour, according to the website, for the group Fruit Stand Workers United. <laughs> Under the Fruit Stand Workers Union, I suppose. Uh, Only in America. I have to think about that. In some countries, you'd be beheaded for this kind of activity. Well, 
fruit stand workers. Well, they're kind of fruit stand workers if you think about well, it. It's Apple, of course, it's Apple, but it's just that silly. The, and the and the products are just as perishable. Oh, there Ooh. you go. They're very wormy. Yeah, I like it. And they're loaded with bugs. <laughs> Good point. Well, we have an announcement here. We have an announcement. Congratulations. We're announcing the winner of the Close to the Pin for Twitter. Before we do that and go through that, I need to mention something. Here we are. Markets are down. People are feeling, well, glum. But yet we have provided some incredible insights into markets. And if you would have listened to us for a while, you know that a lot of this, maybe not to the degree it's been going right now, but a lot of this was, it was coming. Right? And we talked about... Not a surprise. It's not a surprise. Maybe the depth of it is a bit of a surprise. But, you know, a lot of what is going on, you should have been set up a while ago. If you're thinking now, you know, I need to do something with my portfolio. You're late. That that doesn't mean it can't go down or do anything different, but you're late. So we would ask respectfully that you help us out, even though things are not looking good. It could be your good luck charm. It could actually be something that changed the way that your luck is running um, or, or maybe even uh, provide some uh, you know, opportunity for you to really wake up and think about doing something constructive for your, for your money in your future. Go over to the DH Unplugged website, dhunplugged.com, and click on the Donate button and provide a uh, donation. And uh, I think that uh, you know, we are going to see a significant amount of opportunity come. We will bring it to you each and every week and keep this all going. I do ask you that if you love what you hear, if you get an education, do us a favor. Not a favor. It's not a favor. Just go over and give us a donation to the show so we can do all the things that we do. I I, I was on the uh, a phone today. That I got a call from our um, uh, what do they call that? The uh, firewall company or whatever it's uh, malware or something that they were doing some work on it. So then you're gonna shell out some money for that, right? Yeah. So, so there you go. Uh, anyway, we're announcing the winner for the CTP, the close to the pin for Twitter. Final stock price is $49.80. Our winner, 24 cents away with a very volatile stock and under the price of where the ex- expected um, deal is going to close, Paul R. 0.48% away. Tim D was pretty close also. He was another 20%, 20 cents away from there. Uh, he was lower at uh, 47 cents away, 0.94%. So, uh, Paul, you're going to be getting a T-shirt that's being sent out to you uh, post-haste, and you'll be included in the Close to the Pin Cup for 2022 at the end of the year, what we do in December. Let's see here. What do you got? Anything else here? Nothing else. Oh, let's say about this. The old Codgers versus the Millennials. Let's see what that is now. Eh, eh, not letting me in. As these things cave in, this should be interesting. I can probably do that from here. I want to see what this is here. I can go here. Mm, maybe. It's not loading. Okay, whatever. Oh, here it goes. Pages. And let's see. Mm, okay. Opening up. All right. Old Codgers versus the Millennials. We reset the uh, meter a little while ago. We reset it. Let's see. What was the date that we reset it on? Um, it's down at the bottom here. 5 10 No, that's not right. That's today. <laughs> June, January 20, 2021. 
So the standings now are since inception, Old Codge is up 4.8%. Millennials down 26%. Now you're talking. So on you. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Things are looking kind of the same. A few things thrown off. Uh, yeah, stopped out. The, the thing that's interesting to note, and that you see this, I think we see this every so often, every year. Uh, all the shorts are up. Yeah. Actually, I got to look at Lira Therapeutics. That may be uh, stopped out. I got to look at that. But My Neo got stopped out for some unknown reason. Well, yeah, because they're, they're shutting down production in China. Yeah, Singapore and Singapore. Eye on that's a. That, I, I think I put some money in that company. If I they, like it. This I like whole it. Thing. Yep, I like it. Um, gold is dead money. Hudson Executive uh, dead money. A lot of dead money, but some stuff is holding up pretty well. Proface got knocked off uh, for a gain of eleven point three. Upstart. Oh, it hurts. It hurts so bad. We got knocked out at eighty one. It's now a 30 percent increase on the short. When it got stopped because it got moved around a bit. But look at today. Today it was down 56%. You had another 56% in the bag on that. That would have been a yeah. 75 percenter. Yeah. Oh. For a short, that's a big deal on, a on this big list. Deal. Big deal. Well, that's the reason it's not on there is because of our rigid rules. Mm -hmm. NVIDIA, interestingly enough, on the short is up 4.8. Netflix up 8.5. And that's after it still was going down. You know, after it cracked from 300 down to 220. We picked it up here. You picked it up. You called it at 194 on the short side, up 8.3. Korea fund down 3.6%. Neo down a little bit. I'm not putting anything on this list right now. No, I'm not either. It's, 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 I was on a Unless show. I can think of a good short, but I can't. Yeah, the, the symbol is any. <laughs> any. Any. Any stock. I was on a show recently, and at the end of the show, he says, hey, Andrew, like we do every time for the number of years you've been on the show, we're going to ask you, what stocks can you recommend right now? And I said, you know what? I give you something every time. I'm not doing it. It's way too dangerous right now to be, you know, so you have some quality things that you have, and they're down. You like them. Okay, fine. But to try to just pick a stock right now that, you know, when you have a market that is so absurd, both sides, right? So I'm talking about picking a short or a long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, oh, you don't want to be in the market. That's not what I'm saying. You got to be in the game to, to, to win. You can't win if you're not in the game. You can lose too, it's of course. better when, when it's not boiling around. Yeah, it's just terrible. And tomorrow we got CPI coming out. We got the yeah, CPI numbers coming out. should be calmer by next Tuesday. You would think so. You would think so. All right, well, we're going to end it right now. I want to thank you, uh, and I will uh, send you some pictures, as I do usually on my vacays. Yeah, have fun. All right, thanks so much. See you next have a week. nice flight. Thanks. Okay, bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye.
Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the icy stare. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. <laughs> Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.